Hi, everybody. My name is Isabel, and I am the head editor of the podcast section at the Daily Princetonian. I'm so thrilled that you're considering joining our section, and I hope that this episode will be informative and tell you a little bit more about our section and the different parts of it, as well as let you meet some of our different editors. For now, and uh, wherever you are, I hope that you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, Franny here. I'm a senior at Princeton and one of the associate editors of the podcast section at the Daily Princetonian. I had the opportunity to sit down with some of my amazing fellow editors to learn more about their experiences within the section. As you'll soon learn, each of our editors comes from a wide range of experience. I myself knew absolutely nothing about podcasting before I joined the section. And here I am today, producing this episode for all of you. Okay, so enough about me. Let's hear from some of my amazing team members. Doesn't that sound cool? That's so cool. <laughs> well, hi, Jack. Hello, Franny. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for chatting with me today. Can you please just quickly introduce yourself your name, your year, and your role here at The Prince. Um, before I say, can I ask, are we associate editors or assistant editors? Because I'm not sure. I don't remember either. Okay. Let's go with associate then. That sounds good. All right. Very so professional. So I am Jack Anderson uh, from the class of 2023, and I am uh, an associate podcast editor here at The Prince. My name is Fawarno Kawaja. I am a senior, so class of 2023, year 2022, um, neuroscience major, and I I'm a part of the podcast section. I will be, well, I started my own podcast last semester that I will be uh, bringing over to the Prince and so hosting and curating my podcast. I'm Mark Dredici. I'm a senior and at the Prince, I sort of started our podcast section and I worked with other areas of multimedia. I did video and I've done some photos um, and now I sort of have a liaison role between multimedia and the rest of the Prince. So I work on collaborations and getting other forms of content um, produced in multimedia sections. So you started this section. What inspired you to do that? Um, I, was a, I was inspired by listening to The Daily, um, Michael, Michael Bavaro, his beautiful voice. Uh, I listened to it throughout the summer before my sophomore year. I came back and I wanted to start a podcast at The Prince. And the head video editor at the time, Sarah Hirschfield, uh, class of 2020, said, hey, I want to start a podcast. And I was like, wait, me too. Can I do it? And she was like, yeah. So I started a podcast, and that became Under the Bubble. As I went on, I was like, you know what else would be cool? A daily podcast. And so I started what was then called The News and what's now called Daybreak, which is a daily show that basically tells you everything you need to know about Princeton life, uh, life outside of campus, just all the news that you need in like three minutes every morning. Tell me more about that podcast. How did you start it? So, yeah, the name of the podcast is called Go With The Flow. Um, I've wanted to do podcasts for a very long time, and it's just one of those things that I never actually got around to doing. But, you know, coming not we're, we're still going through a pandemic, but when we came back this, this semester in the spring, I was in the mindset of I want to do a lot of the things that I've been putting off forever because, you know, you never know when the world's going to shut down again. And so um, just spoke to one of my roommates about it, and then, he encouraged me to do it, and I recorded three episodes in one day, and then that was just start the start of Go With The Flow. And so I just have different Princeton students on because we all come from 
really cool backgrounds. We're all involved in really cool things, and I just think it's important for the rest of the student body to just get to know the people in, diff- in a different sort of setting than they might otherwise. What's one of your favorite episodes that you've produced? I, I think pr- favorite would probably be uh, we had uh, a longer form episode on on January sixth during the, the the riots at the Capitol, um, where we spoke with a lot of expert Princeton professors, um, and we had. Uh, you know, at least five people working on that episode. We had it published by the end of the day um, over winter break, uh, nonetheless. So just the the scope that we covered in that episode and how quickly we were able to do it, um, I think was was one of the most impressive things that we've done. Favorite episode? I will have to go with the Eisgruber episode. So I happened to get President Eisgruber on my final episode, and I was nervous going in, but after just a few minutes, he was very, very nice about it. He, he, he was... He, Okay, so I'm going to say I didn't know what to think about him. I'd heard a lot about President Osgrove, but I was like, okay, I want to sit down with this man. I should just get to know who he is. But we spoke for like 45 minutes. He answered all my questions. He was just very open and very friendly. And so that was by far my favorite episode. I love it. <laughs> no, but honestly, I'm like, <laughs> we haven't had anything like this in so long. I know, right? Um, so I guess we can just do introductions first. So why don't you tell us your name, your class year, and then what you do at the Prince? Yes, awesome. So my name is Omar Farah, and I am class of 2023, a junior now, even though, as you know, Crazy. I do not feel like juniors not at all. <laughs> People have been asking me where things are, and I cannot tell them. Um, and then at the Prince, I started out in news. I was a news staffer for a while. Then I was assistant news ed. And then now I am the content strategist, which <laughs> in name doesn't really tell you anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of oversee our digital growth um, and kind of keep everyone in different sections accountable to mm. covering communities appropriately <laughs> and mm. enough. So what do you do at the podcast section? Or I guess kind of in video, too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of straddled between the two sections. Mm-hmm. It was the summer of 2020, so yeah. kind of mid-pandemic, a lot of <laughs> protest, obviously, that summer, mm. given the horrific events that um, are in no way unique to this country's history. And I got on a call with who uh, our editor-in-chief at the time was, John, mm. and just said, <laughs> quite frankly, that we need a forum to discuss um, issues relating to the black community here on campus. So got on a call with him and then a few other managing editors. And then a couple of weeks later, we had a show. Um, And yeah, so I've been kind of the co-founder and then co-host along with the incredible Aisha Balogun, Mm -hmm. kind of heading up the Orange Table podcast. Right. Um, hello, my name is Aja Nagabi. I am in the class of 2023, and I am in the English department. So which section are you in, Ajane? Um, I am co-head editor of the Prospect section. Oh, my goodness. So why are you here at the podcast section? <laughs> right. Okay, so um, Prospect, um, one of our writers actually, Gabriel Barr, he was the host of a um, literature podcast in the spring called Bookish. Um, he got the idea from the NPR podcast Fresh Air, which um, has an arts and culture focus, and we are the arts and culture section of the Prince. 
Um, so we are collaborating with podcasts to produce, um, to revamp Under the Bubble with an arts and culture focus. And what kind of drew you to Gabe's idea? I guess two main things. One is um, I believe this can really um, expand the way we cover um, the arts on campus. I know that like um, it can be kind of tricky doing um, traditional written articles about like student performances or um, like interviews with different artists. Like how is like a written piece the best format to convey that when you can have a conversation with someone about all the work they've put into like their theater thesis or um you know like their history of art making like it can be much more of a um a a dynamic thing as opposed to like you say this I transcribe it yada 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 so there's that part but also like um I know for me um in terms of the review aspect of the podcast um writing criticism um you can get kind of trapped in this space of this has to be extremely formal and after it has to be like not have to talk about like if I'm writing about a film I have to talk about the lighting and in the you know yeah. all this directional stuff whereas like um the podcast I can um I find that I'm very well with like speaking and like I can like form my thoughts in that way um and then it feels much more yeah it feels much more accessible as opposed to me coming up with all this like film theory and jargon <laughs> and things like that so yeah so what, I guess, has been your favorite episode of The Orange Table so far? Mm. Which one are you the most proud of? That's a hard question. They're um, all great, so I know this is hard <laughs> to, to pick. I think, I think my favorite episode, topics-wise, and kind of the direction that I want us to head more in the future, was the most recent episode on Black Dating at Princeton. I think mm. that I really want the show to be a space where we discuss particulars of this campus environment i think that Mm -hmm. episode was really relatable to a lot of people um because we have so many conversations about just the the situation (laughs) dating wise here and particularly how black women um navigate that so i was really proud of that episode and i think we had a graduate student on for that one too yeah we did we had justin justice mason um incredible guy and yeah i think that's what i loved about the episodes there were so many different perspectives i mean you had a grad student who's from the LGBT community. Um, I was also coming from that perspective, not a graduate student, but mm-hmm. part of the queer community. And then um, we just had a lot of incredible black women yeah. <laughs> um, who were able to speak to their experiences. What's the best part of being at the Prince? The Prince is the Prince is a fantastic community, first and foremost, and. Um, I think one of the things that makes it so good is that it's a learning institution first and foremost. I just used first and foremost twice in one sentence, maybe two sentences. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a learning institution. And that means that people come in with no experience at all and everyone just wants to help. Everyone wants to sort of build you up and help you explore your interests and whatever field of journalism you're looking to get into. If you've never done podcasts before, they'll let you start a podcast, which is what they did for me, which is really cool. Um, and <laughs> it's just a, a wonderful experience. And through that, through that support um, and that encouragement, you get a really great sense of community and um, a, a lot of camaraderie and a lot of pride in the organization and in the news that you're putting out. You're informing the school. And it's pretty fun. Number one, I think we have great people that we work with. Um, 
you know, it's, it's a ton of fun to talk to people, people that are really, really smart, really interesting, really on top of it, have lots of, you know, will teach you lots of cool things about podcasts or journalism or basically anything else. Um, and this, the stories that we work on, I think, are a lot of fun. Uh, one of the great parts of this is we will tackle a subject that might be totally outside of, you know, your academic interest or just like the day-to-day things you know about. And so you get to really immerse yourself um, in a different a, a different specific world and, and talk to some of the, the people who know the most about it. And so it's a great way to learn, I would say. Hmm. Um, I think there's so many things, to be honest, but <laughs> I have to say that it is, in particular, the ways in which I've been able to, in a more sizable way, and in a more, honestly, effective way, been able to enact change. So I think our community is not massive, but it's large enough that sometimes it feels difficult to actually have an impact, and I think that within the Princetonian, it's a digestible enough size <laughs> that I feel like I can see the ways in which I'm able to shape the conversation mm-hmm. and able to kind of bring the voices that I think tend to be marginalized somewhat into the dialogue. So I think that's been the most the most incredible part so far. But there's still so much work to be done. <laughs>